Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, a twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live, starring our friends Luke Burbank and Andrew Walsh. My government is Mike Frizzell, and I'm coming to you from Kyle, Texas, but I can't do one of these TBTL recaps all by myself, so joining me from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, is my best buddy, Bobby Pape. Hello, Bobby. Good morning, Mike. And joining us for the first time in too long from St. Cloud, Minnesota, is the host of The Sportive, a Minnesota sports podcast, author of the books Word Freak and A Few Seconds of Panic, friend of TBTL and LRB, and a strong regional Twitter presence, from what I'm told, Steve Stu, the Stewbot Newman. Hello, Steve. I told you guys that Chris Hayes follows me on Twitter now. Have I brought that up yet? <sighs> didn't take you long. Yeah, I just had to. I didn't. I didn't know if anyone had seen that, so I just wanted to make sure people knew that Chris Hayes, um, along with Chrissy Teigen, now um, two of New York's um, most popular residents, follow me on on Twitter. Do you so. feel like uh, the fact that Chris Hayes is now following you is going to take you out of the greater um, Minneapolis-St. Paul regional? Twitter presence category, maybe into a little larger upper Midwest deal. If I could branch out to at least to fucking Milwaukee, that would be nice. You know, mm-hmm. get out, get get down a little closer to Chicago because that puts you in the whole upper Midwest. If you can, like get um, Milwaukee, Chicago, maybe all the way down to Des Moines, I'm pretty big in the Dakotas already. I don't really worry about South or North Node or um, Dakota. So, right. I'm yeah. I'm just saying. Who I'm else thinking, are they going to follow? Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's me and. Shit, like probably a Garrison Keeler parody account. That's that's about it. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's been a pretty pretty big uh, couple of weeks for your boys too. So how are you guys doing? Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm down a leg. I think since yeah, the last time we spoke, but... you are you are one limb shy from the last time we've spoken. <laughs> so I'm sorry about sorry, sorry about that right. part. I, but I'm I'm all right. But I'm I'm a little down on myself now that you just uh, downgraded my greatest Twitter follow, which is uh, Powder Milk Biscuit Whistler thirty six. <laughs> That's just porn links, though. That's, uh, you're really not missing much. <laughs> Or you risk a lot, I guess, if you, you know, one way or the other. So, um, how's, so the, how's uh, the weather down in Texas there? I, I saw it, was like, it got to like 100 in Oklahoma yesterday, which is February. About, uh, a couple days ago, it was about 85. Yeah. Um, we've had yeah. three rainstorms in Minnesota since uh, Christmas Day. So, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, but climate change isn't real. But I didn't mean to get political right away. So, <laughs> just for those of us, those of you unfamiliar with Minnesota, we get rainstorms during the uh, winter months about once every decade. We've had three in the last six weeks. So, anyway, we're all going to die, but um, I hope we have a really good podcast today. Yeah, let's try to get that accomplished. We're gonna um, we have some LRB business, some some uh, kind of regular business, and then some very strange business okay. this week. Um. The Week in Review, of course, we'll do a little housekeeping later and let everyone know how to get involved because that's my goal is to do as little as possible. That's right. If you What's get, our business, Bobby? If you mm-hmm. get involved, Mike doesn't have to, so do it for the yeah, team. The more you're involved, the less I am. <laughs> All you four-limb motherfuckers, step up, okay? <laughs> right. Uh, before we get started with this week's show, I just want to plug... Oh, can we swear, by the way? I forgot about that. Sorry if you got to bleep that out. This is an APM. You can do it. Well, I didn't know. Here. I didn't know if you guys had like the iTunes thing where you have it like rated as clean or something like that. I didn't want to get you guys in trouble with, uh, you know, Steve Jobs or whatever. What we do is we <laughs> the ghost of Steve Jobs. Yeah. What we actually do is uh, we don't put explicit or clean. We just leave it to everyone to decide where they believe we land. Okay. 
on the spectrum. Okay. So, oh, when my my upcoming story will probably you know help or hurt in that regard. I don't know yeah. which. So, <laughs> uh, mainly for the sake of listener Aiden, because I know if I mark it explicit, then Aiden's probably not going to get to listen. But I really mm-hmm. want him to hear your story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before this, if you haven't gone and listened to our Friday show, our most recent episode with Ellen Middaw, please do. Uh, she and Anne uh, expressed their uh, undying love for Kai Rizdal through Luke's impression of Kai Rizdal. And the important part here is that when we tweeted about it, when we posted the show, Kai Rizdal, uh, who I tagged in our tweet thinking he would never notice it, wrote back, wait, what? And that's the last we've heard from him. So enjoy it while you can. Uh, because who knows how long it'll be up before we get the uh, APM cease and desist. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't follow me on Twitter, so I really don't, you know, truck too much with what Kai's up to these days. So. Well, he's no Chris Hayes. He's definitely no Chris Hayes. He's barely a Lizzie O'Leary for Christ's sake. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, no love lost between me and Kai. It's a rivalry now. Uh, go take a listen to that, uh, and remember to submit your throw your phone moments to us this week. Listener feedback: We've got several text messages from listener Anthony. Um, most of them came in on Monday. One came in on Tuesday. I'm going to hit these rapid fire. I'm just going to read them and let you guys uh, tell me what you think. First, two LRBs in a row talking about obscure audio issues. I love this show. This show is a beautiful show. Uh, thank you, thank you for that, Anthony. Next, Andrew is missing the Super Bowl. Uh, Andrew's missing the Super Bowl is a real bullet dodge, although he might have enjoyed how competitive it was until the Falcons stopped being competitive. I don't think he cares at this point, actually. I don't think he does either. Uh, Guys, I'm pretty sure, quote, I can hear your Game of Thrones is code for I can hear you having sex. I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. That's actually what I call it, so that's fine. Uh, And then... Andrew could have chilled with Ira Glass and didn't. Shaking my damn head. Awkward or not, you take that invitation. I agree. Uh, But most importantly, we got a text from him on Tuesday that says, By the way, it's been a couple of weeks now, and I have yet to hear you guys mention Stu's testicles once. So I I can only imagine you've missed the sport of episode 194, in which Stu recounts a somewhat uncomfortable, unfortunate visit to the doctor. Cheers. Uh, well, Anthony, we were not actually holding off so much as we were just saving it to have the man here himself to tell the story. So, Stu, um, we want to hear all about your new job, but more importantly, can you please tell us uh, what's up with your testicles? Thanks for asking, Bob. Um, <laughs> Usually we ask and the answer is nothing, so it's yeah. nice that for once there's actually a story. That's one of our actual the, – the questions we always ask our Friday show guests, even the women. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see, the story is I had like a week downtime between uh, leaving APM and starting at Surly. So um, that also coincided with um, my um, my lovely wife Mandy's IUD expiring. So we figured, well, you know, she did that. So this time I'll, you know, do the uh, permanent method that's for the boys. So I scheduled a consult for a vasectomy and um, figured I'd, you know, get that snip snap taken care of, you know, in that one week, you know, I had free so I went in for the uh, appointment and, you know, climb up on, on the table and, you know, drop, drop, oh, oh, keep um, going, keep going. Stu. Yes. What's that day like? I mean, are you, <laughs> are you dread, are you thinking about it all day? Some other guy is going to be handling my day. Honestly, not Do you really. think about that all day? Not, not really. It's just, I mean, I, I, you know, most of my age cohort has uh, had this procedure, you know, it's a thing that uh-huh. people do. So it's like, it's not, 
There's no you're just, like you're going to be a big boy. Be a big boy. I mean, it's the okay. least. It's the it's the least you can do. I mean, the women are the okay. ones who have to actually have the baby. So this is like yeah. you know that's a lot more traumatic than a you know what's allegedly a minor surgical procedure. So, but it, you did you choose a male doctor? Do they ask you? Um, they had two. The... They had two doctor. My uh, provider had two doctors to choose from, both of which were male. So there really wasn't a okay. A gender uh, okay. choice for me. Sorry, so. I didn't want to derail you. I just, no, that's okay. <laughs> I was thinking about walking into that office and just being, yeah. No, there, and there might be well, people listening. This, to this is about who to happen. Like, you know, um, thinking about this for themselves or their family. So you know, try to give them as accurate a per, uh, portrayal of my experience as possible here. Anyway, well, anyway, my gender- pants are around my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> he can't wait to get to. <laughs> and um, so he's you know he's down there looking and poking and prodding and. I mean, he was doing work down there. I mean, that was. But, but what what could he have possibly been? I mean, what is he looking for? He's looking, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? He's looking for easy access to the vast deference, which are you know the 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 uh, um, Aren't we the, the the highway <laughs> from your testicles to the rest of your. Job. Where exactly is that? Like. Like from the center of the taint, where is your vast difference? <laughs> your vast difference are between your testicles and your penis, Mike. That's, okay. that's where they are. And then, so why is access hard for that? Why? Because, um, as it turns out, I'm one of, as we discussed after about roughly, uh, was probably like five minutes of him down there, what felt like an hour. Um, I gave him a $20 bill afterwards just because, <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. Um, you just got to oh, give him something, something for the effort. Um my testicles are too high up for him to access my vas deferens without there being, and this is a direct quote, severe discomfort during the procedure. So they would, they would what? have, seriously, they would have to knock me out and then like, you know, get down there with some, I assume like the full, the full box of tools down there to get. What was the temperature get, like in the office there? It was a pretty cold. It? it was a pretty cold day in Minnesota. It I was, was wondering, like ten below why, zero that day, that morning. Why you went to the one who does his work in a meat locker? Well, it would have just been outside in the parking lot, actually, which, actually is, which was weird. I should have probably asked why he yeah. has his uh, consult in a van. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I, and it's not like there's no like medical problem down there. It's just that's how I'm built down there <laughs> well, well does it have okay certain amount nurture but um do you wear tight pants no i'm not a, I'm, I'm not a millennial mike you know this <laughs> I, I i wear standard you know i think it's just i've you know been in an office job or like sitting down type um, of gig for most of my adult life that probably didn't help but it's just i don't i mean if i was supposed to if i was a working man a man a man of labor a man of sweat you know, out there on the highway patching, you know, potholes or something like that. They probably, you know, gravity would just have a natural effect on that. But as is, I'm sitting here, you know, firing off, you know, killer tweets, getting followed by Chris Hayes. Hey, Chris. <laughs> and um, and my uh, testicles just are a little higher than most other men's. He's, mm-hmm. He says he's seen it before. It is rare. He's rarely has issues, you know, getting access to the to the vast deference and um in this case he just wasn't and so we're just uh mandy's gonna go in and get her uh iud reactivated and that's did she believe you when you came home with i this told story? her i told her if, if you don't believe me i absolutely understand 
<laughs> but you have to understand. <laughs> they said I couldn't get one. They said so I couldn't I'm, get so one. I'm not, I can't get one. Yeah, I know. It's like, God, that sounded like the biggest, you know, guy, you know, just copying out of something that's, you know, right. no, I don't want to do this. But uh, it's like, God, I just felt embarrassed. I mean, it was like, God, I'm asking her to, you know, she's already had two babies. She's had the IUD. It's like, God. So, but she, I mean, she, left. I don't know. I think our female listenership here knows that. The IUD is has the benefit of also regulating um, the menstruation cycle, so they're not your periods aren't as you know um, bad for lack of that's the medical term for a, a rough period is it's bad. <laughs> they're they're so less they're painful, le- cramping. They're less less cramping, less less the... bleeding. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. a, it's more so it's not like it's a major. I mean, it's uncomfortable to get it um, put in there, but it's not as uh, it does have some side benefits to the. Uh, to the woman. So it's not the, not the end of the world for either one of us. Well, I should go into that doctor and unfurl my testicles. <laughs> full access to the old man best. Difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd probably like to, Oh, this is an easy one. Just go in there with a little, <laughs> little, I think it's what it's like. They, they do a little puncture in the sack and pull out the vast difference and sever them. Mm. I think that's the, so yep. it's, but it's, it's very mild. I mean, it would have been no, nothing but a thing. It's a little, I would have been awake the whole time. That was the only thing yeah. it would have been, I would have had to have uh, shaved everything down there Ooh. in order to, for them to have full access well, to. It was a vacation week anyway. It was. It would have been. I mean, so. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been, uh, that was, that would have been the only part that I would have been hesitant about is like, you really don't want to be messing around too much with a razor down there because it's just no. it's just yeah i mean i don't know are you sure uh this wasn't a defense mechanism issue like i know when we take cupcake to the vet oh. we put her we put her carrier out the night before so that it's not a shock yeah i, th- I mean did, did you have the talk with your junk the day before <laughs> don't yeah, get nervous and, they, and they knew. No, clam they knew. up on me no they knew they knew and it yeah it just i you know, I, I, it was cold that day, but it wasn't, you know, anything, you know, different or it just, that's, that's, I was born this way. Yeah. You're hey, just let's, not, let's, this not, way. let's not get political here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's my story. It's um, a beautiful story. So. It is. My my weird balls mean I can't get a vasectomy. That's that's my story, and I'm again I'm so sorry to Aiden and and literally everyone else listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my um that was my um what I did between um leaving American Public Media and starting at Surly Brewing Company is yeah, I had most, a failed people, failed vasectomy consult. That was my most people would have just gone on vacation. Most but... people would have done that. It was the dead of winter. They would have gone to Florida or Tempe or something and just hung out with some, you know, some snowbirds down there. But nope. That's not what I did. Uh Stu, how is the new job, by the way? It's been a it's, week now. It's it's great. I'm still sort of uh drinking out of the fire hose a little bit, trying to get, you know, my feet planted and my testicles comfortable, but, uh, it's, it's great. It's a great job. I can't believe I'm getting paid to write about beer. It's, it's something else. And how's your, uh, obligatory beard coming along? Um, I, I'm not going to grow one. I don't think it just, I, I've tried. I, we did like, you know, that must the Movember thing where you grow a mustache for the month of November and it 
grew in really patchy. I looked very pederasty <laughs> when I grew that one. And, like, they wouldn't let me pick up my daughter from school. It, they, I looked, they call that one the watch list. Yeah. That look is called the watch list. It just doesn't fill in right. I just I, – and it sucks because my brother can grow, like, a full, you know, beard and mustache in, like, a week's time. And I just – it all – mine just comes in patchy and mangy and I just – I look like I'd like be really good at solving math problems, but can't like you know talk to other people. It's that that type of beard. So I just I'm, and I, and the and the, uh, the owner of the brewer brewing company doesn't have a beard either, so I can at least you know suck up to him that way. So, but yeah, everyone literally. I was in a meeting on Friday. It was like you know like five or six dudes, five or six uh, women, and. All the dudes except me and the president had beards, and at least three of the six women did too. No, I'm kidding; they didn't have beards. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. It's not uncommon to see a, a pretty glorious beard there. Do you have to make a substitution then? Do, do you have to wear the overalls or uh, play, play string bass? Oh I, yeah, I've, I've bought uh, three uh, Danzig shirts to wear, so I can really show off my death metal bona fides. But um. No, I just I'm dressing like I normally do. They seem to accept me for who I am, for my weird balls and inability to grow facial hair. They seem to accept that. <laughs> well, you came out of the the gate strong with water cooler talk for week one. You really, I really did. Yeah, I had to explain that to my the, the my boss. I had to explain that to her actually. That for my starting date, it would be one of the two days, or one of the it would be this, this Monday or the Monday after, depending on how the consult went. Then I had to de- explain the consult result to her. So that was. That was a fun conversation. Yeah. No one's expecting to come out of that consult no. being told no. No, exactly. <laughs> it's very rare. So, but I mean, yeah, I'd I mean, really be. Ho- I'd probably be really be hoping for it if mm-hmm. I were you. But I don't know. Yeah. Know if I want to have weird <clears throat> balls. But it just seems like if you got flat feet, then take the deferment. Yeah, exactly. It's like you take <laughs> that gets you out of the case on man. You got <laughs> you got to take that one. Take it. Take uh, it. Uh, but yeah, no, well, it's, it's yeah, it's been a been a whirlwind couple of weeks for you boys too. It really has. You showed up a week early and virile, so yes, they, exactly. really, they got the deal out of this. <laughs> yes, yeah. So that's that's my situation, boys. Uh, with that, why don't we start with our week in review, starting with uh, Monday episode twenty three ten, Snowbound for Glory. This is the first of a whole week of Andrewless episodes. Uh, wherein Luke either planned or didn't plan to have various guest co-hosts. And for Monday, we get the lovely Carrie Burmank. The episode opens with a sock club uh, spot, which I only mentioned because I really did enjoy the line where Luke says, this isn't Soviet Russia yet, Uh, (laughs) which almost makes up for the sock club jingles later in the week, but not enough. We get our first Simpsons reference of the week right at the top of the show with the Simpsons storm death toll counter at zero. Uh, And Carrie comes in hot defending herself as a uh, not a fun killer debating uh, how she sometimes feels she is uh, presented on TBTL. Uh, We get a a lot of fun talk before things get real, but the, the second half of the show is a lot more interesting than the first. We do get harnessing Rudy to sled around in the snow yeah that's animal cruelty i hope i hope they i hope they get that <laughs> uh it's adorable and the video is on the stands page mm-hmm. let me describe that video uh carrie does get rudy harnessed and uh rudy and the sled is a successful conveyance for about three feet before rudy finds something in the snow maybe some cat shit that she wants to eat 
So it did work. It was just a very, very short time because you have a very hungry dog. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to have a Siberian Husky named Cujo. And I would uh, strap my sled to Cujo in the winter and throw hunks of bologna, just little tiny pieces, as far as I could. And mm-hmm. Cujo would pull me as far as that bologna went. Nice. So there cool. you go. But I was a small child. There's a big difference there. Well, she's she can't be more than a hundred. That's a good point. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty tiny. So uh, we talked some uh, fireplace stories, including a time I think this was back at the Mount Baker house when Luke blew up one of those long lighters because he kept it too close to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and we're introduced to Yap Up from Carrie's lexicon. Apparently, a family hand-me-down phrase for "shut up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that was a new one to me. I had not. That's probably um, spe- very specific to her household because I've never heard. I've only heard "shut your yap." I've never heard "yap up." Yeah, me neither. It's efficient though. Oh, it's, it's very efficient. I mean, I get, I get, a, I get the intent. It'd be a good crossword clue. Mm-hmm. Yap up. Uh, uh, Luke's in his feelings about the Super Bowl, <laughs> which I don't feel like we need to rehash again. Although we do no. have a uh, Minnesota's leading independent sports podcast co-host here. No, I, it was it was a, you know, I I was on the Falcons um, bandwagon, um, but I mean it was a hell of a comeback by New England, and uh, you know just because bad people are happy doesn't mean you have to be sad. So, <laughs> and definitely don't, don't don't yell at your mom and your text chain about it. So, <laughs> Hawk Squad doesn't need that. So they they're just trying their best. So. Uh- Pitchers and catchers report in like a week, right? The so report, um, squad's I think gonna Cle- have to be renamed. Um Andrew's uh, Cleveland uh, squad reports today, I think. So So yeah, they're well, you know, already underway. Overachievers. They want to get in early. That's true. Yeah, they <laughs> maybe they were, yeah, they get in early, they can maybe not blow a three one lead this year in the World <laughs> Series. So And we get a listen back to the time T V T L was auto tuned. That was weird. Was yeah. that a, was that a Sean thing? Or was that just a thing that they did? Um, this is when Christy's going to be yelling at her iPhone because I don't remember. I don't either. It seems like a Sean thing. Yeah. That's Japan's number one mixer. It seems like something that he would be up to. Well, I mean, yeah, technically qualified. Actually, no, wait. I think it was a listener. Oh, God. And his name's escaping me. But there is an audio wizard among the TBTL listeners. How he gets through most episodes, I don't know. But um, <laughs> he has mixed some pretty great things for us in the past. And I think that's on the list. The top story is the airing of Carrie's grievances. We get more of her relationship with TBTL. uh, And she notes that she thinks that people don't want her on the show, which, of course, couldn't be further from the truth, as evidenced by the Stens page this week. Carrie's great. I, you know, I mean, she's I think she's like a little shy coming in when she starts. But then when she like gets comfortable and starts opening up, she's great. She, you know, she's as good a guest host in the arsenal of guest hosts who live in or near Bellingham <laughs> that work with the show. I, I don't, I, I assume she just feels like she's not, you know, Luke. So, and she's the wife and people think, Oh, that's how she got the gig, but she's fine. I, 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 she shouldn't be ashamed or um, scared of how people think about it because she's great at it. So that's just, that's one man's opinion. Well, what I took away was she didn't feel that she was worthy of like the co-host thing because she didn't give the reactions that 
Andrew gives, like laugh wise. But I mean, you go back to to any other co-host, including Jen. I mean, Andrew just laughs more than, than those loves, other co-hosts. He, he loves to laugh because it keeps yeah. him from self doubt, so he laughs. So that's that's sure. it. that's his replacement for that. Nobody's gonna laugh like Andrew, so don't no. don't let that hold you back. Right. Carrie turns the tables on Luke uh, with some serious topics, but before she does, she makes him admit, I guess, that he rewrites songs to sing to Rudy, including, I think, is it, I came in like a Rudy ball? A Rudy dog. I came in like a Rudy dog. This seems like something I could see Mike doing when nobody's watching. I do that a lot. Um, that's my that's my jam. I, I like to do that. But uh, what Emily does is she talks through the dogs and mostly Abby. And there are days, most days when I have more conversations with Abby than I do with Emily. So that's the dynamic going on around here. <laughs> uh, Stu, are your pets showing human traits? Um, we just have the one. We have the, the dog, Sophie. Oh, right. Um, but no, they're, she just likes to go out and sniff poop and, poop herself and have me pick it up she doesn't really have much in the way of human characteristics out of outside of like you know not liking loud noises that's really you know if the doorbell rings or the doorbell rings on tv or somebody sneezes she just loses her shit or luke says you want some food on the show <laughs> which is just mean yeah <laughs> um the only thing we do with cupcake is we we meow a lot at her, about her, at one another. It's sort of our sonar around the house, I think. Mm-hmm. If Sam's coming in the door, I'll just meow, or she'll just meow. And well, no, the, the other person's here and where they are. Um, and it's not healthy at all, but we don't need to get into that. Uh, now the real talk. Um, Carrie gets Luke talking about his biological father's family. Um, some of this was email-oriented. Um, but when Luke was out in Philly recently... He did not meet up with his biological father's family. Now his bio dad's dead, uh, but there are children out there, including his uh, official technical half brother. Uh, Carrie later posted a picture of his half brother to the Facebook group. I wonder if that's okay technically, <laughs> and asked everyone if we thought they look alike. And I totally see it in their facial expression. Yep, the smirk. Yeah. The smirk yeah. was right. I mean, it, it was hauntingly familiar. It was a very Burbankian smirk. Yeah. Like a younger Luke Burbank, especially exactly. those early days at TBTL, all those goofy promo pictures. I, a younger, sexier, more vital Luke Burbank. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> With a yeah. little Bill Walton thrown There's in. There's a lot yeah. of Bill Walton, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it down, Luke yeah. Burbank. Like a five-minute digression on, you know, Terrapin Station. <laughs> It's not their best, but Jerry really did some good guitar on that. <laughs> Conference of Champions, Luke. <laughs> uh, the head shop down the street from my old apartment in Buffalo was named Terrapin Station, but I never went in because it smelled so bad. Oh, God. Head shops have the worst odor of... Which you would think it wouldn't... Given how much incense they allegedly sell, you would think they would smell better, but no. They smell like bong water, always. Yeah. Yep. Bong water and hippie sweat. And there's your show title if you want to write that one down, Bong Water and Hippie Sweat. I mean, I'm sorry to Aiden for that one, too. Uh, I'm sorry because he won't know what it means. The kids are just eating their pot now. That's true. That's true. 
freaking edibles, man. You had to used to work for it for getting high. Now you just can eat it in candy. What a bunch of bullshit. Pussies. Jesus. Not your gummy vitamins. It's something that grew in a Renville County ditch, and now they get to have it in, like, little Rolos. Jesus. Sick of this shit. God, a pot roller sounds amazing right now. <laughs> uh, now the the breaking news that's not really breaking news, but it's it's definitely the most blunt they've been about discussing it on the show, which is that Luke and Carrie are trying to make baby. So yeah. they're trying the opposite of what Stu is trying to yeah. do. <laughs> well, I know that Luke has referenced it on the show before, is that they've like kind of been, you know. They've, they've talked about, um, you know, I might be wrong about whether or not there's been a, an official edict but mm-hmm. what i've heard on the show is you know we're considering we're wondering what life would be like if and then carrie comes on and they're just like yep we're doing it after the show <laughs> <laughs> uh don't call it pod baby and don't make luke get up in the middle of the night but otherwise they're all about raising another kid man i just uh, and the Luke is like roughly. I mean, I'm I'm a little older than Luke, but I mean, it just seemed that's one of we loved having kids. It's just man, that's a it is a lot of work, especially those first couple of years, man. I like you say it like it's past tense. How old are they? I'm eight. I'm seventeen and thirteen. Okay, so it's almost past tense for one of them. We get a few yeah. years left. Yeah, I know, I know, but man, it's a lot of work. There's so I mean it's so easy now. I mean all you worry about more existential stuff now, like you know, driving and you know college tuition costs. But I mean this is you know the making sure that you know you're tending to their every need, you know every minute of the day. That's uh, that's the thing we don't have to worry about anymore. And it's I I don't miss that part at all. I miss the you know adorable snuggling part of it. But I, man, I don't. I give them all the credit in the world if they actually do have a baby because man, that's that's a that's a time and and it, it's it's a it's a monetary commitment too, yeah. and uh, it's I give if they choose to have one that's that's good good on them but boy they're they don't, then they don't seem to have any illusions that it's going to be a major change to their current lifestyle. I mean you know being able to go out and do you know stuff with your friends and go tie one on at the Mercury Lounge with Subaru Dave or whatever the hell. And they can do that, whereas when you have a newborn, that's just no, you you don't you don't get to do that. That's that's gone. That's gone until like the first day of kindergarten. You're at like five years of your life that are just dedicated to this project. Also a baby, but it's you know I prefer project to make it sound more bloodless and trust and, the and process. I call exactly. it the process. <laughs> it is trust that's the process, right. and uh, yeah. So um, good good luck to them. That's that's my message to the. Stu, everything you just said reminded me so much why Sam and I are happy not working to have kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, yeah. I love kids, but uh, we're we're pretty content, and that's the main reason. Just the logistics of 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 the fact that we're both busy people and to to hunker down for five to eighteen years. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. That's I mean, they're great. I like I they're the best two things that have happened to me in my life. But it's man, it's a lot of work. You, you, I feel like after about three or four years, I might lose trust in the process and i might want to fire my baby and hire a different baby but i don't think you can do that no you're gonna bring in uh bob davy or somebody you know really 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 fire up the troops here recruit in texas recruit in florida (laughs) yeah we're a national program yeah hook them well 
uh, yeah, I mean, all the best to them. I mean, clearly, I, I you know, Carrie would make a wonderful mother, oh, yeah. and, and Luke has already once made a wonderful father. Yeah. Um, you know, and it would be, you know, the thing that about the Burbank family that amazes me is Luke grew up in a family where the age gap between him and David. Is David the youngest? I think yeah, he's the yeah. His Twitter handle the, the, is the, the last, last Burbank. Burbank. Yeah, right. Which would really get uh, messed up if they have kids, but uh, you know the gap there is so big, and then you would have a similar gap between Addie and Baby Burbank. Yeah, yeah, even larger because she's like like twenty three or so now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess if Luke did one thing right, you know, you have the older kid to babysit the younger kid. <laughs> I mean, he really hit that out of the park. He really did. He's got a he's got a babysitter for life now. All right, and we end Monday with a Dwight Yoakam cover of Purple Rain. I really like that one. Which Luke turns into Purple Rudy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I that's... liked that more than I thought I was going to when, when did, they I said did. Dwight Yoakam Purple yeah. Rain. Uh, that that really uh, undersold itself with that description. Uh, let's go to Tuesday 2311 non-Newtonian podcarding. Uh, this opens with the uh, Andrew Sock Club singing jingle Batman style, and I almost threw my phone myself. He really shouldn't have done that. I think he should reconsider doing that. Thank you. Uh, we get a, another Simpsons reference. This is the Jubilation Committee drop. You've got you're going to be a lot less jubilant. Uh, special thanks to Bet, by the way, our Simpsons Watch correspondent for catching that, and also in Thursday's episode. Uh, Luke does a little Ned Flanders impression. That's all your Simpsons for the week. Uh, and we have special co-host Alex Falcone on today, uh, which was a surprise to me. I guess I realize he's sort of in the periphery, but it hadn't occurred to me that he might pop up on this list. So uh, it was a delight, I think, having him on the show. It was a nice change of pace. Um, he talks about wanting to do politics in his comedy, but he can't get past doing comedy about Dyson Airblades. Um, and he talks about his show where he gets paid, he and his ghosts get paid to read garbage by their listeners. <laughs> uh, Weird Al nostalgia continues. I'm completely out of commentary on that. Um, I, I've got nothing. I, I, I like Weird Al. He's, he's good. He makes up songs yeah. to sing to people, <laughs> changes the lyrics. Only cha- he changes it to a mass audience instead of a dog. I'm amazed at uh, how much that gets talked about on TBTL. Uh, and uh, Alex is working on a young adult novel love story between, is it a teenage girl and a mummy? Yes, but mm-hmm. not the mummy Luke's friend. Right, no. Uh, I, well, I'm sure that's also happened. Yeah. Uh, Probably currently <laughs> happening. For the sake of... Uh, for the sake of not wanting to slander, I'm just going to say this is about an actual mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that he notes right off the bat that you don't write one young adult novel; you write six. That is very mm-hmm. true. <laughs> if you go to the if you go to any year of local Barnes and Noble, it's a they have their whole section of like teen paranormal romance is an actual section in an actual bookstore in 2017. But it's also the only books that sell, so it doesn't you know it makes sense for Barnes and Noble to to have that section highlighted. But yeah, they're all and they're all in a series. One in a series of twenty-two. <laughs> she hey, I mean, was I, a virgin. He was a mummy. It's a, it's a long arc. If yes, she's still it really a virgin is. At book twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, 
he also mentioned something about credit card charges for his company. I don't remember if this is for the podcast or one of his other projects, but apparently the lesson learned is to not name your company on the credit card slips as, quote, completely legitimate because that'll get flagged. <laughs> that will get flagged. I think this is like, was it Luke last week who said, or was it here, that Hooters should just ring as restaurant? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but this is why every every city has a bar called The Office or something like that, right? Yep, yep. Same deal. Uh, on Best Laid Plans, Luke mentions that he also had at one point formed an LLC for TBTL but never used it. Thank you, APM, for swooping in and saving the day. Um, <laughs> uh, Luke has actually started to set up a gym uh, in his house, which we'll later find out he has no interest in using. Um <laughs> But he bought a Bowflex. Whoever says TV advertisements don't work. That's the only time I ever see Bowflex mentioned anywhere is on like a, you know, like during a baseball game, you'll see an ad for a Bowflex. Yep. 17 different ab exercises, one machine. You'll do them all once. Exactly. Uh, It's the official The Clash Day. Which is That's a great right. reason to play The Clash. I had no idea there was an official The Clash. Day. I didn't either until the day of. And, you know, that was nice to hear The Clash on, you know, various um, entertainment outlets, including TBTL. Yeah. Glad to celebrate. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big Clash guy. Yeah. Uh, top story. More Alex Falcone. Um, he's done some bit work on Portlandia. And so Luke immediately asks. What As the process. boring townsperson. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of them in Portland, I'll tell you that. Hey, you might have offended our Portland listener. It's not you. I don't mean you. Yeah, it's the other one. Um, uh, Luke's questions are mainly about what the mechanics of working with uh, with uh, the folks over at Portlandia are like, what it's like on the set, how things are shot. Uh, and that leads to him telling his uh, roundtable pizza story. Mike, I forget if we've hashed this out before. Have you ever, when your pizza days, were you involved with this kind of uh, talent recruiting? No, uh, we didn't have like a local spokesperson. We we never made any big radio buys, but if we had, we probably would have chosen some personalities on those stations. I don't think we were ever going to have like, you know, our own TV commercials with our own spokesperson because. It was for TV, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a TV voiceovers, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's, I mean, I know I'm getting paid to write about beer, so I should not be casting any stones whatsoever, but getting 100 k to do pizza voiceovers, that's amazing. That is a good gig. Yeah. You've got to smoke yes, a lot more. Is. i got to start smoking. Get, get, the, get right. the real throaty type of thing going, because that's just, man, that's, that is some cash. Yeah. I I guess I forgot, Mike, that you worked for a pizza company that, that likes to just put its founder out there for everything. So that's it. You wouldn't need anybody else. Peyton Manning, JJ Watt, and uh, and that John girl, Schmatter. that that yeah. woman, the young woman with the glasses. Now, oh, I didn't know about her. There, there's there really there's a new one. There are, there were during the end of football season. I, mm-hmm. I recall uh, commercials with the papa, and then just some chick making a pizza. She would jump in with the call to action at the end sometimes, or with a detail about the quality or something i think just for the sake of variety because huh. the, the ladies also like pizza all i know is like <laughs> right. i like it when like every like three or four months papa john will show up in a dead spin post where he's just hammer drunk 
somewhere yeah. with his arm around like Peyton Manning or some <laughs> Republican politician from Kentucky and just out of his Where is his, he on the Bob Kraft scale of drunkenness? Is, low, is he... oh, he's much higher cuz he he show I mean like Kraft like you know he'll show up tipsy every once in a while but I mean John uh-huh. is drunk. I mean he is just D R U N J drunk. It's he's he's just hammered. So that's my John Schneider story or John Schlatter, whatever his name is. <laughs> he's your guy not mine. Uh, Falcone mentions uh, having done a training video for a pizza company where they just asked him to riff. And one of the ways he decided to do that was to start hitting on the first customer in line in the video, which turned out being the CEO's wife. Excuse me, wife. <laughs> yes, his wife. Wife. Uh, Alex also asserts, uh, oh, love, this goes into the non-Newtonian liquids part of the episode where I just kind of phased out most of the details. Something about saliva and physics. Um, but he notes that he thought as a child that it took a gallon of saliva to transmit HIV, which I feel like if they're trying to scare people about AIDS based on how old he is, um, that's not the way to do it. Uh, did either of you try to visualize a gallon of saliva? Because I did, and I regret it. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. Did they mean cumulatively or, or just at one sitting? I mean, what's the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you... A lifetime of kissing will get you a gallon of saliva. But, um, yeah, that's a long time. Right. It sounds like you could live a happy and full life before you get up to that gallon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Luke wanted to be able to launch spider webs, apparently. <laughs> Uh, and then we get into the Venmo story um, about Sean Spicer's Venmo being publicly available and people first trying to send him money thinking it's funny and then realizing it was funnier to request money from him. Um, I didn't follow up later in the week to see if that ended up being not legitimate. It sounds like one of those things that very well could have been not legitimate. Um, I do have an employer, my trivia boss, who likes to write dumb shit in the memo line of all my checks. So if I ever get audited... It's going to be oh, like, right. oh, why did you have all this money for your doll collection? <laughs> uh, Hookers and blow. Yeah. And we get an email from Zach from Queens telling about his beautiful Cape Cod wedding, which included use of a private bathroom, which he clogged and had no one he could blame it on. <laughs> Except his that best man, his brother, who fell on that sword for him. <laughs> That's a good best man. It was yeah, sweet. It was. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a wedding party. We didn't. So I didn't. I'm so glad. In hindsight, I didn't need anyone to do that for me. I would have been screwed. Uh, Alex Falcone talked about how his vegetarian wedding is safer from food poisoning than than the shellfish wedding or whatever. And that's that's simply not the truth. More people get food poisoning from from fresh produce than anything else. So is that from the um the the stuff they use to keep it fresh or is it just it goes no no it's it's just uh contamination from the fields oh okay. usually okay from the pick whoever's picking and then it's not properly washed and boom you're sick mm-hmm. but uh i think if it's yeah. washed it's good but if it's just washed it's not good so you got to make sure it's washed <laughs> properly washed yeah uh, well, don't worry about it, because we're not going to have anyone left to pick fresh vegetables anytime, anyway. No. Uh, Stu, you want to take us into Wednesday? 
Yeah, uh, Wednesday, and I feel bad because, you know, you guys have, uh, on the uh, Google sheet that we have, you guys have copious notes on each uh, episode that you guys have handled, and I wrote down one thing for both this episode <laughs> and Thursday's episode, but we'll see if we can make it work here. Um, this is the episode where uh, Luke, uh, San's guest host, is just driving around Bellingham in a snowstorm. And you could actually, and I know this for a fact, if... um. There was a camera on Steve Nelson when this episode posted. He would have twinged just because. He's like, what? Huh? And then he, he would remember it wasn't his problem anymore. But um, <laughs> the whole show was Luke driving around Bellingham in a snowstorm. And um, <laughs> he was going to the gym and going to the IRS were his two things. And the going to the gym part is funny because as you... I may remember from five minutes ago on this very podcast, Luke bought a Bowflex. And um, to heighten the contradictions here, he also had the recycling that didn't get taken out because of the snowstorm. And that recycling. What kind of a day is he waiting for? What kind of a. I don't know. To use the home gym. I mean, this this day knocks you in the face telling you, home gym. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I, I get the impulse during a storm to go out and see how it things are doing i mean i that, i'm mm-hmm. from minnesota that's a thing that we do is like you know the day before the snowstorm hits i mean everyone is at the grocery store getting milk and toilet paper and bread um even though they've got plenty at home and it's only going to yeah. be a one-day snowstorm but that's what we do and then it's a during social the, yep, thing a reflex yep and then during the snowstorm you drive around the neighborhood just to see you know how bad the storm is <laughs> who's who's had a tree fall who's into had, who's, yeah who's had a tree fall down who's had a fender bender it's probably you because you're driving around in a fucking snowstorm with icy roads and un- and, and roads. you have you have four-wheel drive that you don't know how to you use. are too proud to open <laughs> the, the manual see i don't know shit about cars either but if i can't figure something out there's there's something in the glove box it's just, probably all the thing is i mean at two hundred and fifty thousand miles there is a good chance he'll just drop the transmission right on the fucking road when he tries to put it into four-wheel drive so that might i, I get that'll I, stop I the pass. vehicle at least yeah i'll give it uh, yeah, that would have been good for everyone. The internet. Yeah. The internet also probably knows the answer on how yeah. to turn yes. on. He's yeah. embarrassed to ask anyone, but we all Google shit. We're too embarrassed to ask real people. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just want to say, Stu, since you're later to the game on TBTL, uh, I know you've probably heard people complain about Luke's solo podcasting days. <laughs> sort of the gap between uh, to, between uh, Jen and Andrew's permanent position on the show. Mm-hmm. If you take... Uh, Wednesday's episode and you substitute Bellingham for a hotel room and the RAV4 whatever uh, for a major hangover that's what it was like <laughs> wow yeah I, I am unfamiliar with those I mean I, I've heard them referenced I think I've heard clips from them but I've never actually heard a full Luke solo episode from the dark it was, period it was just these these 45 minute long rambling introspective conversations with himself <laughs> <laughs> i mean and i get that i mean he's his goal was to get like content up every day which obviously has you know helped to get the show to where it is but man i can imagine that that if um it's it was it was an interesting episode i will and i did yeah. like the i did like the irs part <laughs> just, yeah. just going into this john malkovich thing where it's you know these like six government employees who may not actually be—they might actually be false flags. 
I think I think Alex Jones needs to look into the IRS office in Bellingham, Washington, because <laughs> I don't think any of those people are actually who they say they are. And then finding Milton Wadhams 2.0 to help tell him that he doesn't actually have an IRS lien on his record was I thought that was a that was a good uh, good way to close off the episode. I thought. Yeah. Well, my favorite moment in Entitled Etiquette this week came <clears throat> during this episode, and that was when Luke considered parking in the member of the month spot at the health club that he's not a member of he 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 wasn't joking he was considering you could tell it in his voice (laughs) and i mean you know that's you know it's a snowstorm there's probably a pretty good chance it'll be a pretty light turnout at the bellingham racket and fitness or whatever the fuck you called it i can't remember what it was The bellingham athletic club i went to their website they don't have prices listed because it's the uh it's definitely the car rental model uh of billing where you walk in and they they size you up and figure out how much they can charge you for (laughs) (laughs) i had a couple of favorite moments in here too i mean and i want to say you know once in a while an episode like this is kind of fun because it's different although it's still pretty painful um i like that in the irs office he notes that there's still a picture of barry the swooper up yep they haven't gotten around to, to turning that over to the uh, velvet painting of of Trump that I imagine is coming in soon, uh, and I also like at the end because this really reminded me of the olden days. Uh, he reads an email from Jerome, whose job is installing uh, and managing those fake thermostats in office buildings, uh, and he just says at one point, "Well, I'll finish Jerome's email and then tell him why he's wrong," <laughs> which is the classic relationship Luke had with listener emails for a yes. long time. Yes. Uh, also, I noticed that this show came in at just over an hour, and then I noticed that the last eight minutes of it was the Waltz of the Snowflakes from the Nutcracker. Yeah. Uh, so he Seems knew, like a decision. He knew what he needed to do. He, he typed snow into iTunes and picked the longest track he could find. <laughs> but Thursday, Stu, you take us to Sean de Torre. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, um, or pardon me, Tuesday, Thursday, um, we had a TBT, longtime TBTL favorite, Sean de Torre. Uh, calling in from, I think, the Cairo Studios. Actually, yeah, not, actually, not calling in, but actually, like, from a studio. So he came in in very rich uh, stereo sound. And he just sounded sad. Did, it, did anyone else get that vibe off of it? He just sounded like, uh, my car's broke. I got to go produce Dory Monson. You know, is Dory Monson a right-wing maniac, Mike? I can't remember if he's the, uh, the he, one on there. He's not too unreasonable. He's okay. just... He's a manufactured outrage oh, guy. Okay, he's yeah. a Republican, but not. He's um, very loud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to go and like in between like gigs there, he had to s- sit for an hour in a studio and just be sad with Luke. I felt I felt bad for him. It sounded like he'd had a pretty rough uh, rough day. Well, I mean, Luke tried to help by ordering his uh, his his, part, his car part. Yeah, it was eBay. a six hundred dollar repair, right? And that's like a thirty six dollar yeah. part, which is you know. I understand that. But his uh, uh, his reveal of his eBay name, that was the most Burbank thing. Wheeler Dealer, Wheeler Dealer 2000. 2000. I mean, come on. Where, where, how? I just, how? That's, I don't, I don't understand. I can't understand that. I won't understand that. <laughs> I can understand it. I think I know exactly what happened. It started with, um, with him seeing a TV show where people buy and sell things and make a profit. Uh huh. 
And then he got as far as registering the eBay screen name Wheeler Dealer 2000. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, one of those 3 a.m. action movies on sci-fi with, like, Casper Van mm-hmm. Diem. I mean, there's just no... It doesn't. It doesn't work. It it makes no sense. I'm angry about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, they'd also mentioned. Um, oh gosh, why can't I think of it? I should probably pull up the. Uh, one of you wrote it down. Oh, the Tahini versus Satsiki. This <laughs> continues. Yes. <laughs> I just. I I I. I I I mean I knew the difference. I mean, I, I I had worked on the Splendid Table, which is probably why I knew that. But I just I couldn't believe that he was having a hard time with that one. That seemed it was hard for me to hard to me for me to reckon with both that and Wheeler Dealer Two Thousand in like the same span of time. I just it 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 called into question a lot of things for me. Uh, actually. Is your leaving APM why Lynn Rosetto Casper's leaving the Splendid Table? <laughs> mm. Just couldn't no. do it anymore without you. No, no, that has that has nothing to do with it. I'm I I, I was not a part of that decision at all. <clears throat> that I know of. I was gonna say that that sounded like a very diplomatic answer. A non denial denial, if you will. Yeah. No, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I do like Francis Lamb though. He's he's a good dude. He's funny and smart and he'll be he'll be he'll be a good host for that show. Well, I'll keep an eye out for when uh, Lynn pops up on the Surly Brewing staff page. God, oh, God, that would be a good get. That would be a <laughs> hell of a get. Now that she's retired, she can finally grow that beard. That's she right. really can. Uh, Mike, I was interrupting you. You had something you were looking to say. Oh, uh, I was going to say, I was looking at my notes, and I figured out why Sean is probably feeling sad or depressed, and that is he has a girlfriend who wants to go see Peter Cetera. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so, I mean, Cetera, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just watched a uh, Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I don't know that, I mean, Peter Cetera is roughly in that that Bolton area where he had like mm-hmm. mid-80s and like 90s bangers, but kind of cheesy and, you know, overwrought type of um, Karate Kid 2 bullshit. And I don't, I don't know that I would, en- I don't know that I would enjoy that uh, concert if I was Sean. So yeah, that would be if I had car repairs and Peter Zatera looming, I'd be sad too. And and Dory Monson yelling about the real racists, that would be really, that would be hard for me to. Uh, that would be a rough uh, Thursday for me. I think I could only go to a Peter Zatera concert if, um, randomly in the middle of a song, a voice comes on and says, "CVS." <laughs> and the like, Pharaoh, yeah! Elton John, <laughs> white people shit. <laughs> Sorry, Aiden. Uh, this episode was a bit of a jumble. It's always nice to hear Sean, but Luke was clearly distracted uh, as he was eating a breakfast scramble. While I do like yes, so there got goes him. that promise. Yep. Yeah. That's the first time he's eaten since he promised he would never eat on the air again. Well, it's the first time he's admitted to it or we've been able to hear it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, they did break down Tom Bodette's millennial spot, <laughs> which I thought was fun. It's a good I, spot. I hadn't mm-hmm. heard that one before. Um, yeah, hearing Tom Bodette say AF. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. In a, in a in AM radio commercial. Oh, uh, I had uh, Emily buy me some uh, 
some Lotrimin a while back, and it says it's antifungal, so it says Lotrimin AF, and I, I was just looking at it going, this 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 Lotrimin goes hard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, that just sends the complete wrong signal about Lotrimin. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> The top story from Thursday was the science of sexy dancing, so it's probably not really worth breaking down. <laughs> not really. Just I was having it. trouble picturing picturing all the things that they were talking about. I just imagine them like doing that, you know, the classic white dude dance with the the kind of the doing the Carlton, the fist bump, the you know, just I, I just I I had a hard time focusing on what I was in a frat. Like. I know how I know how guys are supposed to dance. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was that email about Tahini versus Tatsiki, which I just had no idea was such a big deal. But uh, I want to remind everyone that Luke's mnemonic for this is "That's a good euro," because he wants this. He wants uh, the Tatsiki, so that's that's a good euro. Tzatziki. Really, the best part about this for me was that it launched, I think, your thread on Facebook, Mike, about euro puns. Hmm. Yes, it did. And that's uh, that's like 50 comments deep now. That was a good run. Yeah. So. Some people really can't help themselves. <laughs> uh, go like, uh, go friend Mike on Facebook if you haven't, and just take a look at his post from what will be last week now of people coming up with Euro puns because some people really actually went all out. There's a there's a Genevieve one posted through Andrew that – that. Uh, it took us through the looking glass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mike, do you want to take us to Friday? Sure. Friday, 2314, Shit Gibbons in Scientology. Camaro Kev is on. Uh, there's immediately a discussion of Mud Crutch. I don't think Mud Crutch gets more play on any podcast no. uh, than, than on TBTL. And I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, but it's a lot of Mud Crutch talk. really is. Yeah. A disproportionately uh, unnecessary amount of Mud Crutch talk. <laughs> Tom Petty is not talking about Mud Crutch this much. No, exactly. Exactly. It comes up less <laughs> with him. Um, because Camaro Kev is on, there's immediately a discussion about uh, whether childhood friendships um, carry through, and if so, should they carry through? Because um, the whole Stack of Dimes, which is Camaro Kev's other podcast, um you know, it's him and his childhood friend, and they, they seem to recall all these things, and they know everyone's name from back then. And I tend to think that's more unusual because I certainly don't. I mean, I remember a lot of the names of my friends or whatever, but actually keeping in touch with somebody, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Either one of you in, ch in touch with childhood friends, Stu? Um, a couple. Um, I, one I'm still pretty close with, although he lives on the other side of Wisconsin, Um I had two of them in my wedding, and he's the one I still keep in touch with um, beyond, like, Facebook or you know, social media type of situation. So, yeah, it's uh, – and it's – I mean, I come from a really small town. I had a graduating class of 59, so I don't have a lot of – you know, it's, mm -hmm. there's less of a pool for me to choose from as far as people I'm still close to. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to – it's hard to do when it's – you know, everyone's scattered all over the place, although there's a fair amount of people who are still in my hometown – but I only get that back there like three, four times a year to see the folks, and that's what my priority is to hang out with. So, not really, not too many. Bobby, 
Yeah, no. Um, and I, I was thinking about this I, recently for other reasons. I have a couple of friends from church uh, who have been friends since probably middle school. And even then, it's really only a couple of people left that don't annoy the living crap out of me anymore. And from my actual high school, all of my friends were a couple of years older than me. So uh, I was a freshman when they were a senior. They were seniors, and then they've all moved on. And, you know, Facebook came out right when I was getting to college. So um, we're all connected that way more than maybe some people older than me are. But we don't seek one another out. Um, It was on my mind recently because that group of friends actually did start about a year ago planning a big summer get together and I've got to put it on my calendar because one of them booked a a lodge at the park in my hometown and we're all going to get back together. And I imagine actually party less than we did when we were kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just reminisce. And that'll be great. It was sort of an informal reunion for our group of friends, but uh, for the most part, no, like from high school, I just don't keep track of anyone. Uh, And I blew off my involved last year. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I just don't care. And I didn't like anyone that much, and I feel like such an mm-hmm. asshole saying that. Well, I think it's all right to let uh, friendships and friends go if they've served whatever life cycle it is. I mean, if it's worth it to you to still be – if it was worth it to me to still be in touch with my best friends from college, I would be doing it. Um, I love catching up with them when I do – and I consider, I still consider them best friends in that um, if, you know, all I would have to do is call them if I were ever in trouble and vice versa, you know. So, you know, they may not be, quote unquote, best friends anymore, but I, I can consider them best friends in my life because I think we can, there's enough trust and we rely on each other it, if things, you know. Yeah. Bad things if start to happen like we know they the are. Road, feeling lonely and so oh, I'm sorry, but it was just very Gilmore girlsy there. Sorry. I I didn't I don't, do that. I like uh, that someone faxed you the lyrics first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why our, my printer is right next to the microphone and it started making noises. <laughs> he printed I, them out. I was gonna clean that up, but now that we've referenced it, I get to keep it. I think you gotta yeah. keep it in. <laughs> Uh, Camaro Kev is a phone guy and we find out he's a great uncle as he sets the kids up, um, upstairs when they come over to his place with their own Netflix account. This is, um, Aaron Roden's kids. Yeah. Right, right, right. Roden's kids. Um, yeah, he sounds like a fantastic. Now, Ro- Roden's the guy we like and Mason's the squirrely guy, right? Not, those yes. are the two. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the, the delineation of Aaron's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And did Camaro uh, Kev is also a radio dude in Seattle? Is that what He's I get a gathered radio from? Radio producer for uh, a different radio group from Cairo. Okay, that's I, I, I yeah. kind of the way that we were referencing it. Like they didn't really want to ke- blow up his spot or anything, but uh, he's mm-hmm. also in the the universe of Seattle media professionals. Yeah, this yeah, week of guest is. co-hosts is based on whoever could get in a studio. Yes. <laughs> So okay, or who good. is sitting that's, there? I appreciate you guys. I, obviously, that's not that's not my world, so I'm not too up to it, up to date on yeah. it. So thank you. That 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 helps me. Uh, in my notes, I, I say, "What is Kick Puncher? Is is this that was a community? Either one of you have a note on that? A community. That's the 
thing that Troy and Abed are really into. I can't remember if it was a video game or a movie series, but but I recall that being a thing on Community. Oh, gotcha. Because it made me think of Cockknocker (laughs) from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, (laughs) Romero Kiv loves the new show Hunted. I almost watched that. I think I DVR'd the first episode and I never watched it and I erased it. And I regret it now because... I thought it was fake, uh, but I guess it's a, it's you know, it's real as, apparently. It's as, as real as a reality show. Yeah, Mike, what's it like be? seeing um, a, a nine-month stretch of your actual life turned into a network television show? See, that's the crazy thing. I think I might be a candidate for this show because <laughs> because I not only do I have that angle that I was undefeated against the feds, <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> But, but I have a very identifiable characteristic now that I, you know, if they get me before I get my prosthetic, then uh, they could be like, he's undefeated against the feds, but now he's only on one leg. Will he be able to hop to freedom? <laughs> but I think it's great I mean, that uh, there's a show like that that shows how hard it actually is to get away if if they really want to get you, I think it sends a good message to some really bad people, you know, like yeah, this is the opposite of that, um, of the TV that inspired you to go into your life of crime. Right. Is that how easy it would be to do crimes? <laughs> this was like these people aren't even doing crimes and we're tracking their ass down with all these cameras. Um, there's absolutely no scenario where Carrie might be able to pull off a private dick role. Uh, because apparently everyone would assume she's just a prostitute. That was that conversation. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, was, the stereotypical private eye is this rumpled, old, sweaty, burned out mm-hmm. dude. Carrie's like fresh faced and nice and cute. And that would be really, you know, it would like, right. that's, that, that doesn't make sense. She so. couldn't slide into the back of the off track betting place to follow some dude. She'd be, everybody would be like, what's that cute girl doing here? <laughs> Well, she's just got to grow the beard, and then she'll be fine. Yeah. Grow the beard, take beard the rack. <laughs> the Gymkata theme song is mentioned, which probably was inevitable with Camaro Kev. Yep. I, 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 I'm like him. I remember Gymkata very fondly. It was just such a stupid movie. Um, I can't remember. Was it Bart Connor, the uh, gymnast, who yeah. was the protagonist? Mm-hmm. And like whenever he was fighting somebody, there would just somehow be a pommel horse in the middle of a yes. field, as, as often and they happens. Would, they when would you're approach him thugs. one at a time from different directions. <laughs> what are these uneven bars doing here? I just, how the hell? So yes, I, I I share his enthusiasm for that really dopey movie. It's almost it's it's Red Dawn good in my opinion. I don't. And I've I don't only say seen that clips, lightly. and they are amazing. I don't say that lightly. It is almost as good as cheesy as Red Dawn. If it had C. Thomas Hall in it, it would be better than Red Dawn, but it does mm-hmm. not. So here we are. Uh, Luke is getting into The Leftovers. I watched the first season of that and did never follow it up after that. Either one of you? No. Leftover no, heads? No, do not have HBO. Too lazy to log into Meredith's HBO. Mm. Yeah. I think the highlight of The Leftovers, at least in my life, was when we were driving in downtown Austin and the uh, star of that show was um, standing on the corner waiting to cross the street back to the W Hotel. And uh, Emily was uh, overjoyed 
at seeing that handsome young man. Isn't that the guy who's yeah. with Jennifer Aniston from the TV show Friends now? I believe that's yes. her paramour. Yes, and I can't think of his name. Justin Thoreau? Not that's Justin right. Trudeau. Justin, Justin Thoreau. Don't get Anne excited. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, Justin Thoreau does it for just about everyone. Yeah, he's a good he's a good looking man. A very good looking man. <laughs> he looked he looked good in those jeans and yeah. they, and he might he might be he might not be able to get a vasectomy if he keeps wearing those things. Yeah, he's gotta be careful about that. I can talk to him about that if you guys got his email. <laughs> uh I I assume Chris Hayes has it. He probably you does. Just, you can just direct message him mm-hmm. and uh get it that way. Well, I mean, he's got uh, apparently he's friends with Bill Murray now, so I'm I'm one degree removed from Bill Murray, so I'm pretty cool with that. And Bill Murray knows everybody. I would be so happy if you if you ask Chris Hayes for for Bill Murray's contact info. <laughs> his his really 800 happy. number, I think, is public knowledge. Oh but, yeah, they, they, he probably would just give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Todd Rundgren. Uh, we find out Todd Rundgren li- raised Liv Tyler as his own, knowing that um, she was Steven Tyler's yes. daughter. But pictures tell us that uh, Steven Tyler could have gotten away with this. Why did Why did it happen? The seventies were weird. That's all I can figure. I I don't understand yeah. that whole. I remember that story from when Liv Tyler first became a thing. That she grew up thinking Todd Rundgren was her pops, but it was actually Steven Tyler and. Uh, I don't know. That Bang the Drum song is just an abomination of a travesty of a, a sham, of a mockery of all that is good and right. And I like you Todd Rundgren. You love music as, as much as I hate music. What Tell, tell us about Todd uh, Todd Rundgren, why we should like Todd Rundgren. Um, he had a couple really good like power pop albums in the like early to mid-70s, um, like I Saw the Light and um, Hello, It's Me, and a couple other uh, really just good, like, Little and then he had, there was some Philly soul involved. He was from Philadelphia, so like he was immersed mm-hmm. in both the pop and soul scenes there. So there's definitely some some wheat to be found, but there's an awful lot of chaff, and that chaff is banging the drum all day, which is also the <laughs> Green Bay Packers touchdown song. So I am obviously not going to be happy about that either. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> it used to be the Rams. I didn't know it was theirs. Yeah, it's just the worst. I always oh, just assume so a commercial sorry. for a cruise line has come on if I hear that song. Yeah, that's. I think that was like for uh, one of one of those um, outfits had yeah. that as well. Yeah, it's. So it's you so see bad. it, and you you see it, or you you hear that song, and you see Jordy Nelson jumping up into the fifth row after yeah, after yet another touchdown the against Vikings, the Vikings cornerbacks. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> not a good. thing I hear for you. Me. So yeah, I'm not a I fan of that, and I mean, I I don't know, and he's also. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall this, but the the uh, the band The Cars tried to yes. get back together, but okay, Rick Ocasek, the leader, had wanted nothing to do with it. So they mm. came out as like The Cars 2.0 with Todd Rundgren no. in the Ocasek role. And what's weird that. is that so many, between him and Ocasek and Steven Tyler, these long-faced goons who are also <laughs> pop music geniuses. And it's just right. weird that he stepped into that role instead of Ocasek. Okay, I, I was like, that's just weird but the cars are kind of roughly in that same genre of like you know mm-hmm. kind of a pop band that actually you know had like some success in the rock and roll world instead of being just you know, was, hair metal i was listening to some todd rundgren last night and i guess i had i mean i knew the songs but i guess i had attributed them in the past to uh, neil young 
because his voice to me sounded like Neil Young. But then when I, when I was listening last night, I was like, well, these songs are actually harmonizing and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, it's much more pleasing. I just thought, hey, Neil Young cleaned himself up for a couple songs, but really it was <laughs> Todd Rundgren all along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Something Anything um, is the uh, – it's like a double album that he put out that really put him on the map. There's a couple of really good songs on there. So if you want to mm-hmm. pull up your Spotify account, uh, go to that one first and – um, that might be the pony to bet on if you want to become a Rundgren head like the rest of TBTL. My car's 2.0, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Pandora Station. Yeah, leave that one alone. <clears throat> uh, I do have a 30 Rock reference, which is just a great passing moment when Liz Lemon's trying to explain to the writers uh, the bad word that Lutz called her, but she doesn't want to say it. And she says it's the one that rhymes with the name of your favorite Todd Rundgren album and... Frank says it rhymes with the Hermit, Hermit of Minkala. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got That's to add to this conversation. That was a great, yeah, that okay. was a great joke. I really like that joke. Uh, our top story, a Pennsylvania state senator employs shit gibbon to insult Trump. And originally it was thought that this was a uh, some sort of a Scottish insult. But I think whenever there's there's an insult of hazy origin, people tend to tend to uh, attribute it to the Scots because they're so good at insulting they really people. Are. They're so good at it. But it turns out that it can be traced back to a tragically hip news group and means asshole who doesn't appreciate quality bootlegging. So probably a disappearing term, you know, since since um, bootlegging has got, probably gotten so much better and easier. So this Pennsylvania senator is making sure that, that this sugar doesn't stay on the shelf. Um, I think Trump now becomes, you know, shit given is somewhere in his honorific. It's good. I mean, suddenly, uh, sometimes you'll Google a word and Google will show you its usage over time with a chart. Mm-hmm. And it, soon enough, we'll Google shit given and the chart will just go straight up on 2017 because it's uh, suddenly in everyone's vocabulary. Yeah, my um, introduction to the concept of bootlegging came from the early 70s, uh, maybe it was mid-70s, show What's Happening, and the, the Doobie Brothers are coming to town, and the, the guys, uh, Rerun and Raj, mm-hmm. uh, they fall in with a bad crowd who uh, threatens to kill them if they don't bootleg the doobie brothers so rerun wears his his big jacket and he stuffs a recorder in there and of course just as the concert is ending it falls out and the doobie brothers including michael mcdonald who looks so handsome in in the episode by the way they catch the boys and up to that point i didn't know what bootlegging was but it was really bad because at the end they they trapped all the doobie brothers trapped the guys at the diner and uh, and they got arrested. They got taken to jail for having a cassette tape of a Doobie Brothers concert. And why why so many black people were interested in going to a Doobie Brothers concert at the time, I don't know. One of the whitest bands alive. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they seem to be really enjoying it. There's a missed Simpsons reference. The guys didn't use it, but there's a great Simpsons moment where they're introducing the musical talent and they say, do you like the Doobie Brothers? Because we got one of them. <laughs> I don't remember which one they're alluding to. <laughs> yeah, the the payoff scene at the diner, um, the, the bad guy, co- 
they, they come in, the bad guy's there, and he wants the tape, and Raj is stalling because he's waiting for the Doobie Brothers to show up and, and get this guy. Well, eventually, he, he, they have to hand over the tape, and the guy goes to leave out the front door, and here come about four or five Doobie Brothers in the front door. So they break for the bathroom, and uh, four or five Doobie Brothers come out of the bathroom. So they break for the for the back door, and mo- four or five Doobie Brothers plus a bunch of cops come in there. At that point, um, the frame can't get wide enough to get all the Doobie Brothers <laughs> in, and you can barely see a cop. But uh, but there were a lot of Doobie Brothers. That's my takeaway from uh, <laughs> from what's happening. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Doobie also, or Mr. Doobie also, uh, couldn't get a vasectomy. No, no, no not no, at too all. Many they just kept coming. Yes. Uh, second top story: one MMA guy uh, sharded uh, during a match, and his next opponent is a dick and keeps talking about it and also taunting the guy about steroids. Um, the guy, the, the British guy or the Scottish guy. He was Scottish, was I think. Scottish. Another Scottish guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was being a dick and he was insulting the guy cause that's what yeah. Scottish people do. Yep. What was the other guy doing? I don't know. He was, it was like a wall of noise. Yeah. I have no idea what he was trying to say. <laughs> He's clearly English was clearly his second language, and he was having a hard time, you know, trying to phrase what he was trying to say correctly. And this guy was just being a complete asshole. So I was more sympathetic yeah. to the charter than the charter pointer outer. <laughs> yeah, shart's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. what do you, you know, what do you make fun of a dude for that? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, and that's yeah, like they were like uh, Camaro Kevin was saying that that's a fairly common thing if you're ra- if you're wrestling or you're a MMA in. And yeah. that's just, you know, a thing that can happen, especially if you got bubble guts. It's just, you know, you get hit in the right spot. It's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Happened to my good friend, Big Country, one day when we were playing basketball. Bryant Reeves? Yeah. yeah. Big Country Bryant Reeves. Huh. I didn't know you guys were. That's, wow. If that ends up, ends up being true, by the way, you're going to have to. I want his phone number and his Twitter follow, too. That caller, you know, when he calls in to defend himself, it's just. It's the opposite of Chano Park explaining his diarrhea to reporters. Right. Yes. It's just wall-to-wall chatter. I have yep. no idea what this guy's yeah. doing. Um, this somehow transitions to the subject of pet butt drags, and you you guys are pet owners. You, yes. You, you get the butt drags? I don't. Uh, Sophie, uh, I'm fairly, fairly glad that she doesn't drag her, her, her anal um, glands around our carpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy, I know, is an enthusiast, as Luke has mentioned countless <laughs> times on the show. And I really hope they have, like, they don't have a light-colored carpet because that's obviously just, you know. I don't think I need to go yeah. any further into what kind of mark that'll leave. Yeah. We have uh, all hardwood floors. And that's Ginger helpful. is yeah. the offender. Yeah. Yeah. So get, get, get out that swiffer. Towel. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, Cupcake? Cupcake's pretty good about that, actually. She, um... We were just talking about this the other day here. When we first got her, uh, she was older, six or seven, they're guessing. And Sam just showed her the litter box and was like, use this. And we've never had a house accident. And yeah. she doesn't drag her ass. And she doesn't, she she kicks a little aggressively in the litter box, but it's in our bathroom. So we just keep a broom in there to, to push it out of the way and clean it up every couple of days. And But other than that, she's... Um, 
she is very very good about that we're we're hashtag blessed with the lack of cat ass dragging <laughs> my speaking of cat ass uh my favorite throwaway line of the week was from Camaro kev right at the end of this discussion when he talked about feeling sorry for his cat when she had something nunchucking out of the back <laughs> out of her backside which is a great visual if you've ever yeah. actually seen something nunchucking out of your animal's backside. I, it's it's a fairly common occurrence for for Sophie. That's uh, she has just got to help them out. Yep. Uh, there's a new sponsor on Friday, and that is Lyft, which uh, led uh, listener Jeremy send us a message last night, um, wondering if we would talk about that. Um, I think. He, he was concerned that Uber was no longer a sponsor, but that they haven't been a sponsor for quite a while. They weren't even. A, were they even a sponsor they, when it was on APM? I don't recall no, them ever. No, yeah, I was going to say that. I don't recall them being on there. And they, the listener Jeremy thought, are, are they upset at Uber Jen, who's a big fan of the show, and she was, you know, their liaison at the company? And there's no way, there's no way they're mad at anyone, you know. No, it's 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 money. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's a sponsorship. So it's probably and it's a fairly big company. It's probably a pretty good get for um, the boys and for APM. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, getting I'm, paid uh, in free Lyft rides, but otherwise yes. it's great. <laughs> and as I've said many times before on this show, Lyft is a better company in every way than Uber. So yeah, St. Cloud uh, has neither. So there's really I really can't. What? Say. Yeah, we don't. We're just not big enough. It, mm. It's a. I think the St. Cloud metro area, if you include Sock Rapids and Wade Park and Sartell, it's probably about well, 75,000 people. I always do include them. It seems sad not to. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, you should. But, yeah, we do not have either of those options here. So I can't tell you, you know, one way or the other. So, Stu, you're a professional. You're throwing out those cities, you know, like like you're doing uh, you're doing commercial radio. You make sure you get all your, your P1s zips. in there. Right, well, you know, I mean, your hot zips. I, we, got, we got listeners. So it, it, could, it can happen. <laughs> Nice work by you. I had a great Lyft ride last night with a Lyft recruiter, actually. He was telling me mm-hmm. all about what it's like uh, interviewing people and getting them set up and all that. and uh, A very pleasant ride, actually, from Lyft. So uh, there yeah, you go. The that's, that, that's my endorsement. The guy that uh, did that for me, he was he was fantastic. They've got a lot of good good people working for him. And if um, if you want to feel safe about your, your loved ones getting in a car, do Lyft because they've been uh, – Extremely vetted, the the lift people. Yeah. yeah. Music for your weekend. Luke's uh, song is from Craft Spells for the Ages. Um, and and Stu, if you have thoughts about any of this music, I mean, you I had it, heard so. neither Luke nor Camaro Kevin's um, picks. I had heard the Dove song from Listener Heidi, but the other two were right. just you know, they were unfamiliar to me. Camaro Kev Breakbot, my toy, and Listener Heidi. Had to swear that she wasn't denigrating the current version of the show, but she wanted words <laughs> by doves, which is what we go out with. I was going to say, listener Heidi could have just listened to any episode of Little Red, almost any episode of Little Red Bandwagon. Because <laughs> we're all about, um, this show's all about saying that the old show is good and the new show is crap. Yep. <laughs> That's why we put that at the end of every show. Uh, Mike, you, you may or may not have listened through, but did you catch the Easter egg at the end of Friday's show? Uh, I did. Did I? Did did I not write that down? It was the um, chicken McNugget talk, right? <laughs> right. The he's normally not a sauce guy, but the buffalo sauce. Yeah, Kevin um, was. Uh, they used that to get his levels. I know. You know, 
you ask someone what they had for breakfast, but apparently you just ask uh, Kamara Kev about chicken nuggets. Yeah, they, they're really very few options. I don't blame him for going to McDonald's a lot because there are very few options around where he works. So I'm not as judgmental about McDonald's when it comes to Camaro Kev as I am most people. Yeah. Uh, I do have to break Luke's heart, though. He mentions the uh, McDonald's spicy mustard. I'm pretty sure they did away with that. Uh, yeah. I think people are nostalgic for it, right? Yeah. So that was a that was a thing that that was gone. And uh, that's it for the week. That's it? Yep. A little bit of housekeeping quick. Keep on archiving, guys. The contest continues for your wagons full of loot. Our first one is uh, making its way out to the winner. And we'll draw another winner soon. Uh, so you get one entry every time you archive a day and uh, some good prizes to come. I have been looking around my office thinking about the shit I want to get rid of. So whoever gets my loot, uh, you're going to like it, I think. Earbuds and Earworms, uh, your newest episode is Protest Songs Part 2. More talk with Craig from Eureka Podcast. Mike, he was so interesting, they actually had to split it up into two episodes. Yeah, when you get a hold of a guest like Craig, and he's willing to spend an extra 20, 30 minutes with you, you have to you have to split it into two parts. Yeah. You can, I mean, there's so much magic, you don't know when to cut. Yeah. So you just, uh, I mean, the only thing you worry about with that is flying too close to the sun, but I think they handled it well. They, I started it this morning and then I had to stop so we could jump into this. But so far, I know there were some hot takes on regional grocery stores, uh, beer, and a little bit of music. Hmm. Uh, Nerd Out Loud's uh, still a thing, so keep that in your feed. And in fact, the latest episode of Nerd Out Loud. I believe I've, Jesse Dollimore. They did. I uh, was on it. Meant to put that in my notes. Uh, Jesse Dollimore comes on to talk about, uh, well, the current president of the United States and all the people who don't like him. So it's an interesting conversation. LittleRedBandwagon.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. You can buy your poster board, your markers, your sticks to glue your poster board to, um, hand warmers, extra gloves, goggles for the pepper spray, everything you need. LittleRedBandwagon.com slash Amazon. How to get involved, littleredbandwagon.com. You can go to our Facebook page or the Stens page. We're always hanging around there. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast, at Randball Stew if you want um, Stew's musing. Stew, do you have a separate account for the for the brewery? Um, I do so help out. Um, that as well? Um, I'm Surly Brewing is the uh, Twitter account. Um, it's not always me, but it is sometimes me. So, okay. but that's like the main promotional account for the. That'd brewery. be a cool game to play. Which which ones are Stu? It's pretty obvious which ones are me because there's jokes <laughs> in mine. So, all right, uh, you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail dot com, voicemail and text eight zero two four three two tbtl eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. Go review us on iTunes just because it's funny. We're not looking for to get more popular than than uh, the sportive. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably you're at the popular. sportive level right now. Just your are we a good? Yeah, I think so. I think a, a sustainable amount of dorks is pretty much ours too. So we gotta <laughs> we've we've reached our critical mass already. I think I think we're right around in the same. We're in the same boat. Yeah, we just we just love the the reviews because they because they're anonymous. So that means you can really tell us how much you hate us. Yeah, that's that's, we get that too. <laughs> we had someone say, "I'm not listening until you fix your audio issues." And like, well, right. great, you paid how much for this? So. <laughs> right. 
So. Brandon's blown out again. Yep, exactly. I hate you guys, uh, and I hate your ass faces. Pop the mics. Pop the mics. And it's like, <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, that's uh, all I have uh, for this episode. Um, Stu, very gracious to give up your Sunday morning for oh, us. Oh, no problem. Sorry about the little tech problem at the start. But, no, no uh, that's fine. We're all good. Bobby, you want to get us out of here? Absolutely. we got to get done with this so that we can get on to um, Minnesota Wild Hot Talk. Yeah, and then we got to praise the H-E-B grocery store chain in Texas. <laughs> Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. It's the most perfect wedding I could ever ask for. You even got a hip rock and roll combo. Okay, everybody, who likes the Doobie Brothers? Because we got one of them. <laughs>